Listen, guys, cold turkey might be good on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor wrapping yourself in plastic, howling at the moon while it's in retrograde and mercury astrology crystal type stuff. Not talking about any of that. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy, and it makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and reducing anxiety while breaking your habit. Show, tell them what you think about it. Well, first off, my name is Corey Ryan Forster, and if you're anything like me, you are an overgrown toddler. And if you're an overgrown toddler, you like sticking stuff in your mouth, and you like fiddling with stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But why not fiddle with stuff that is good instead of stuff that is bad? When I first tried my fume, I was blown away by how good it tasted. It was fresh. I like this orange thing. It was like um, it was like breathing in one of Granny's creamsicle wrappers at church. You know what I mean? You don't know what I mean, Trey. But it was, it's a really good feeling. It's got a really good weight to it feels good in my hands helps me with my sort of nervous energy you know and it's beautiful dude it looks like a little tiny a uh, little teeny tiny babe ruth baseball bat or like uh you know it's got wood grain on it like our favorite rappers uh wheels so look stopping is something we all put off because it's very hard but switching to fume is easy enjoyable and it's even fun fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories and there's no reason that can't be you join fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today head to tryfume.com and use the code poa to save 10 percent off when you get the journey pack that's try fum.com and use the code POA to save an additional 10% off your order today. Let's get it. Looky here, y'all. I'm Trey Crowder, and me and my good buddy Corey Ryan Forster got us a brand new book out. It's called Round Here and Over Yonder, and it chronicles our travels round here in America and over yonder in England and Scotland. So join us, two comedians and progressive hillbillies. Yes, that is a thing. As we wander about, pondering the peculiarities of places we've ventured beyond Mammoth's front porch. From Chickamauga to Cheyenne, New York to New Orleans, there's something to roast, something to toast, and something to learn about that ties us together as humans. Round Here and Over Yonder, a front porch travel guide by two progressive hillbillies, is available now. Skid it. Damn. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like it. Yeah, we're back, Airheads. I was a, I was a uh, welcome back to the virtual Airstream studios. I was editing a video of myself doing stand up earlier to put a clip out or whatever. And like, you, get it, you work hard. There, there's a point in it <laughs> where like I crack myself up because like I, I literally in the caption app, like the caption app just had nothing for it. Oh yeah, and I, I, I replace I replace that part in the ca- you go in and you can re you can change the caption say whatever you want to and I replace that part to just in parentheses unintelligible hillbilly noises <laughs> yeah, because like and of course I didn't mean to do it I mean, but you it don't just, know how to spell it it was cracking present me up because yeah. like I said something like 
I was talking about Vermont and how they have they. I found this article where they're bragging about how they have every single European ancestry represented in uh, Vermont. Like, for, I googled how diverse is Vermont, All and the, the article was about what the article I found was literally about like we got every different kind of white person here. Like, that's literally like an actual article they wrote about like. Let me, that's, you know, that's all. Well, that's all that you know. When it comes to diversity, what else? What else are they going to write about? Yeah. That's literally all yeah. they have. But they're like, we have every single kind of white person. How can we make this not a lie? You know. So I was like, talking. So I was talking about that, and I said something like, "What I meant to say was, I was like, I said that shit don't count. I was like, no one's ever like, you know, you're never in a city, and no, they're they're like, don't go down there. That's a little Sweden down there. Like that's what you know, <laughs> like." like that that don't happen you know what i mean uh that's what i was trying to say but i said i said i was like i was like that shit don't count and then i was like i was like hey, Dad, you don't bet you know down there like i don't know go down there that's a little sweden down there like i just like malfunctioned in the middle and just did some like yeah. boom hour shit or something yeah uh and it just it cracked present me up uh that past me had done that so yeah imagine imagine how much less the movie would hit if he said don't go down there jake that's switzerland land you know yeah. what i mean that don't work <laughs> that ain't it yeah. oh god, god uh, damn. yeah I, i've noticed by the way we don't have to talk about captions much but we you know we talked about on the well-read podcast code switching and stuff and i noticed for a while as soon as those like auto captions came up uh, and obviously every time I would go to use it, it didn't know what the fuck I was saying. And so I was having to edit so much. And I slowly started to realize that subconsciously, every time I went to make a video that I knew was going to be captioned, I spoke way differently and more clearly because I didn't want to do extra work at the end. And I went back and watched those videos and I was like, bro, that ain't even you. What the fuck is going on? I was like, oh, I was doing it so that the captions would understand me. I have to say, I feel like the, you know, the caption again, this is, you know, this is like inside baseball. I'm sure no one cares about this shit outside of our uh, arena, but I've, I've actually become pretty impressed with where they've gotten in mm -hmm, terms mm -hmm. of, uh, oh, they're better now captioning technologies. Cause for a, a long time there, yeah. With just having my accent or whatever, any kind of caption thing or like Alexa or anything like that, anything like any kind of voice recognition type thing would always just be like, I don't know. I got nothing. You know what I mean? It, like used to frustrate the shit out of me, but it ain't like that anymore. And I'm, I'm con continuously pretty impressed by these, uh, it's like <laughs> caption app that I've got, but it don't hit though. At the same Dude. time, it doesn't, it doesn't like, uh, when, but anyway, what? When Siri, you know, big Ed, our comedian buddy, yeah. uh, when Siri like first came out, like this is like 12 years ago, big Ed had this bitch where he was talking about this bitch. <laughs> big Ed had this bit where he was talking about how Siri don't speak hillbilly. And he was right. talking about it. He's like, hey, Siri, call mom. And it's like calling Bob. No, hey, Siri, call mom. Calling Rob. No, you fucking bitch. Calling your mother. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. By the way, my Siri's going crazy right now. Yeah, I don't know. I Do you, you use but Siri? I would call one person at a time. Jesus. Fuck you. It really <laughs> is. Go you, can't, you can't talk about S-I-R-I -I yeah. in front of your phones and stuff. Well, see, I can because I've, 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 I always have mine turned off. Like, I've, well, I've never used it so much. You do? Like, for what? Yeah. What do you use it for? She annoys I, me. She don't hit for I, me. I don't like her. She annoys me too, Trey, but you don't have crippling ADD like I do. So what um, do you do with it? I don't even I know. Just, 
I say like I'll like if let's say hypothetically uh Amber tells me, "Hey, you need to uh go to the store and get that cubed ham for me later." I'll say, "Hey, blank, remind me later to go do this." And it'll interpret later as a couple hours and then it'll pop up. Like it's when I'm doing other stuff and I don't want to stop. You know what I mean? Cause like my, because of my ADD brain, when I'm focused on something, I can't stop, especially if it's something creative, I can't stop and then go set myself a reminder in this or call back, you know, whoever or whatever, or like put this in my calendar. It's just for someone with ADD, it really is a useful tool. Um, which is what me and you are. Yes. Useful tools. That is what they say. Uh, what are you talking about later? Later, I'm going to talk about, uh, and you're the reason for this, actually. I'm going to talk about a couple medieval torture methods. Yeah. Why, yeah. When, did, when did me and you talk about that? We didn't. It's just that on the Well Read podcast this week, you were talking, I can't talk today. You uh, On the Well Read podcast this week, you were talking about those faces of death videos. Oh, yeah. And got well, me. It's. It's just, it's funny you said I'm the reason for it. That does also make sense. But like I, uh, I thought I had told you on this podcast before about how I did a college paper on, um, medieval, tor medieval, medieval torture devices. And I don't remember that. Well, what, I, cause I, it's a story that I've told repeatedly ever since because there's like a punchline to it, sort of. Cause this was like, I was in college in, you know, 2004, 2005. This is a long time ago. Internet had been around, but it's still, I mean, this is pre-social media and everything. Yeah, that wasn't uh, the real internet. That's not and, what the internet became. Right. And so uh, I was doing this college paper on medieval torture devices, and I, I was still, like, new. We were all still new to, like, using the internet as a research tool mm -hmm. for things, for, like, school paper, for assignments and papers and stuff. And what I found when I got into that was that, like, it was really hard for me to find actual information at first because every time I went to Google or Yahoo or Ash Jeeves or whatever the fuck I was using at the time and search for like torture stuff, medieval torture stuff. It, this is also pre like safe search, or whatever. Every yeah, yeah, result yeah. was like cock and ball torture, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. dominatrix ruins yeah. testicles, you know, whatever, like, yeah. shit, like, like every single link was BDSM porn, right? That's, and it was like, it'd be like medieval you, cock and ball torture. And yeah. it's like, I just want to read about the actual fucking things. And uh, it just cracked me up. And so, but now they got safe search and oh, search engines are way better and everything. So yeah, I'm glad that you problem. brought that up because I mentioned the internet wasn't then what it became, but in a lot of ways it's reversed. Cause like, I want to say like, oh, the internet's more of a cesspool now. It's shittier, but no, it is, it is I mean, true. It people because now social media people are now on it. Well, as with everything with the internet, it goes both ways. You it, know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Like, but yeah, back then, you, I swear to God, and I, I kind of understand why all the parents were upset because you fucking you got you got to porn without even actively trying to get to absolutely. porn. Absolutely. Do you like, remember? I, uh, do you remember WhiteHouse dot com? Yes. So yeah, like, yeah. When we like, we might be like, yo, go to WhiteHouse dot com, bro. They like. I, I remember. First time I ever got on the internet, I think it was like in the Clay County, like in the, like I was in like eighth grade in the library, the school library. And they had to like tell all the kids, do not go to whitehouse.com, which of course just made it, you, yeah. know, you know how that worked out. But like, that was because a stupid idea. the actual whitehouse's website was whitehouse.gov. 
Of course. Whitehouse.com was just like a hardcore porn website. <laughs> Why would they not have also bought the .com? Yeah, well, because nobody knew anything about anything right. back then. Right. You know what I mean? They Especially really people in the government, dude. Dude, people in the government are like politicians. Shit. Yeah, today they don't understand or really know anything about the internet. In the fucking right. 90s, like, yeah. they had no idea. I'm surprised the White House had a website at all. But, yeah, you would. You're just like, well... You'd stumble upon porn, but also, like, we should say, back then, porn, like, it was an image that loaded yeah. line by line. Yeah, you're so you just sit there in that. suspense waiting on, like, <laughs> the nipples to buffer. Oh, Do you know what dude, I mean? And I've jacked off to a neck bone before because right. of that. And know? sometimes, sometimes there was, you know, because it's still the internet, it's still trolls and stuff. Like, sometimes the whole image wouldn't be, you know what I mean? It'd be, mm -hmm. There'd be, like, a big, like, like a, like a big black dick or something covering up the boobies or whatever as it loaded up just to like troll people. Yeah, that was the, uh, that was a wild west back then, buddy. Yeah, it was. And I remember like when I first, like, it's wild and people like kids nowadays wouldn't understand this, but like a lot of us were like, aside from chat rooms and stuff, reluctant to get on the internet because in the early days what like when we were kids and we were having to get on the internet i mean yeah you had your chat rooms or whatever and eventually there were games oh yeah but like at school it was always for work and there wasn't a lot of fun things to do that we knew of at the time that we they would come but we didn't know about them like i remember Buddy, uh, were y'all were y'all into the chat room dude yeah. in high school we got we my homies bro yeah we figured it we out. We lived in chat rooms, son. Yeah. Which is so funny to think. We've talked about this since. Like, it's so funny to think about now. I thought about trying to make a bit out of this, actually, because, like, what now that means again. is when we were 15, 16-year-old boys, we assisted so many basement-dwelling 50-year-old men in jacking off, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, so because we get on there and, like, you know, cyber or whatever, dude, that type of shit. You know, it was always, you know, yeah. ASL, you know, ASL age, sex location. Yeah. It was always 17 oh female Cali, right? California, Cal, 17 oh female cat always. And then the we'd like, we'd like, you know, then we'd get into graphic fucking cyber sex shit with this yeah. girl and think we were hitting and like doing a real thing. And but yes. now thinking back on it's like, dude, those were all guys. Yes. Every one of those were 50 year old dudes just dude. like just really going hard at the thought of you our, know? you know, of our pubescent waners or whatever as we are actively participating in the process. But we I mean we did it all the time. Every weekend, man, that's like all we did. But, dude, can I tell you something? And I mean it sincerely. I learned more about pros uh, having cyber sex than I ever did in class. You know what I mean? <laughs> because, like, some of those cyber sex things you would get, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I know nowadays it's just like, show me your pussy. Here it is, bitch. You know? Yeah. But back then, it was all text related. So you had to set the scene. You know what I mean? And you would like, there would obviously be your quotations of things you were going to say, but then you would put the little asterisks and this was the action. You know, this would be interior scene, you know, laying out. It'd be like, uh, walks towards you pulls down pants only shows half the cock it's throbbing i promise right. i've got air on yeah. it you know what yeah. i mean and like i would read we was reading a lot of that from the girls and i'm like god damn she which again proves even more that it was a grown fucking man like <laughs> yeah. no 15 year old girl no, is like absolutely is not like, 
giving you the come hither look, no. stroking my labia. You know, no, I cannot believe we ever that we believed that shit, but no, we totally it was did. Just, it was just dudes who all looked and wrote like George R. R. Martin. Not <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't do for a visual. It's because again, these were. I was like, God damn, I've never even heard of that word, but I'm a horny. Speaking of never heard of that word, I, I've one memory is crystallized in my brain, but I respect this guy at least for like not pretending to be a a 17 year old girl in California or whatever, like most of them did. But I, I still remember this day. I was like 15. And again, we wouldn't lie either. We'd tell people like, that's what I mean when I say it's the wild west. Like these people were going on like excite chat rooms and like AOL chat rooms and stuff like public chat rooms. And like fucking with teenagers, you know what I mean? Like, cause we're, we're telling us like, yeah, I'm a 15 year old boy in Tennessee. And you know, uh, right. But I said that to this one guy or I remember this one dude asked, he said, ASL, I said, you know, 15 male Tennessee, whatever. And he told me he was a dude. And then he said, uh, do you fuck with the down low? That's what he asked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and at 50, I was like, what, what is that? I don't understand. You were, was like, Listen. You were like, yeah, those Mexican he was like, cars? Listen. He was like, listen, I love pussy. I love it. But I suck dicks on the down low. Right. <laughs> I mean, and I was like, you know, and I was just like, no, thank you, sir. I don't think I do fuck with the down low, you know. Uh, but that, yeah, BP the internet dude. BPP like, just sent me a text uh, that I do remember. And I was going to say it, but I couldn't remember the website. Dad, Dad, PPP just texted me. Do you remember when you were a kid and you wanted to see Babe, like the Babe the the movie? And the so, pig Dad, movie? the pig movie. I wanted to see Babe, and that so Dad, out. we just started using the internet. So Dad just went typed in Babe dot com. Sure, it just kept popping up all these windows of ladies just getting fucking. I mean, worn out, and Dad literally could not click out of them fast mm -hmm. enough. Like every single time he would get one titties and a big cock off the screen, here came another one like Galaga. You know what I mean? Just I remember one time we, there was also a lot of like trolling with like viruses and stuff. Cause nobody understood computers or the internet. Like now, you know, not to open a weird ass email forward right. that you don't know anything about or like that type of thing. But like back then, we didn't know any of that shit. So like we clicked on so many nefarious links and stuff. And like a lot of times it just be, it just barrage you with pop-ups till your computer yeah. crashed or whatever. But then other times, uh, I like, I remember one of them like popped up a countdown and it was like 30 <laughs> seconds to your computer crashes or whatever. And then it said, uh, and then it got to zero. And then it said something like, you know, psych. And then it said, calm down and have a Coke or have a drink, ha calm down and have a, soda or something and then the the cd rom drive popped open right because it had that little coaster it had that little circle it looked like a yeah. drink holder or whatever yeah. and i remember that like blew our fucking yeah. minds that I'm someone genius. can do that you know what i mean That's like crazy yeah someone can make your cd drive pop open from afar yeah. or whatever it's like shit shit like that man it used to happen all the time it was a i want to call them the good old days but i don't i don't know uh but that was definitely wild. It was, it, dude, we, like, we grew up in a really, really wild Crazy. time. Like, yes, we did. Like, like It this, might be the wildest time for kids to have grown up, aside from, like, the 1800s and shit. Like, in the modern era, the 90s yeah. were fucking wild, because we were that tweener era. We're like, right. we were having new things thrown at us 
when we'd already grown up without it. Like when like kids growing up now, like you never don't know what the internet is. And exactly. it, it grows, but you grow with it. We went most of our childhood would not have none of this shit. And then all of a sudden we had it. And it's the most fucking like BCAD thing that's happened in almost anyone's lifetime is the internet and not the internet. Right. You know? We're just like that and fucking nine 11 happening around close to the same time. We're like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? That's what I'm saying, dude. It was pretty it's a wild and interesting time. Cause it's like we, when we were born and early in our childhood and stuff was pre internet. And then we like came of age alongside the internet or whatever, which is like, yeah, that's never going to happen again. Like that's like, that's such a, paradigm I mean, shift AI, of a thing you know what i mean like AI is a paradigm shift of a thing you're right yeah be, that's true yeah it, it is ignorant that, i don't know i don't it know it is ignorant to say that's internet, never going to happen again but yeah, it's still it's like it's a like the internet readied us ai is just like an extension of the internet has slowly been doing some ai type shit going from zero to internet is pretty fucking crazy you know what i mean and yeah. like you you have a bit about it and it's true that like you know Growing up in the 90s in the rural South sounds exactly like how people describe growing up in the 60s and 70s everywhere else. Like right. when people talked about 90s kids and all this stuff and they're like, oh, back in the 70s, like they'd say shit. And I'd be like, yeah, that was us, too. Like, I know that they ban. like, look, I know that they outlawed lawn darts, but my uncle didn't throw his away. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? He did. They, like they outlawed them, meaning they don't make them anymore. But those things fucking last. They're still darts. We still fucking had them. Matter of fact, I think they were playing them more aggressively after they found out that they would that our pussy country said you couldn't do them no more. Yeah. Uh If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Speaking of things our pussy country says you can't do no more. Uh, actually, I don't know if this is true or not. It's an attempt at a segue. Last week, we had a, 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 an airmail from a truck driver fan who really hit for me, right? And he mentioned uh, the Sausage Castle, right? 
which okay. I, I never heard of. So I looked it up. I said last week I was going to look it up. Well, I feel like there's been plenty of times on the show where I've been like, you know what, I'll, I'm going to get to that next week or whatever, and then I just never, ever do. We and get busy. Pretty, yeah, it's a whole it's gotta thing. It's got to be frustrating for people. But this time for I sure. actually looked it up. Uh, the guy's name is Mike Busey, right? And okay, he owned he owned a sausage castle in uh in the swamp lands of Florida, Central Florida, like an hour outside of Orlando, right? Mm-hmm. Uh he dubbed himself the king of rock and roll debauchery. And Hell yeah. it's like a Florida version. It's supposed to be like a Florida version of the uh Playboy Mansion, right? Mm-hmm. Um so they have these big, massive sex parties there just out in the Florida, you know, swamp. And uh, he ended up being, he was on like, I, I never heard of him until this guy brought him up last week, but he was on Tiger King 2. He was on Jackass, oh, the TV show. He was on the Playboy know, channel a lot. Do you think uh, there's ever been a more, a bigger drop off in viewership from Tiger Woods season one to Tiger Woods season two? Tiger, Tiger Wood. Tiger, Tiger, it's, Tiger, it's kind Tiger of funny King. that there isn't a Tiger Wood at kind of like a, yeah, like, right. a like a golf like a you know like an the amusement Tiger park Wood. for grown men who like golf or something yeah sponsored by Tiger called Tiger Wood you know because you got Dollywood because so like it, yeah right yeah that would hit for you right yeah I mean I, I think it would it, for you too yeah I'd have fun there I like top golf and shit uh you you clean sight of me with Sorry, Tiger Wood talk, what were you saying Tiger King. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned he was on Tiger King, and I just thought, like, it was wild that, like, we got so into – and by the way, POA people, you may not know, during the pandemic, uh, me, Trey, Drew, uh, DJ, and uh, – was Mark on there? We did a uh, – no. we did we, we did a – uh, though. Uh, we had some guests, though. We had some guests. Roy came on, on there. Roy came on yeah. there, and uh, – Roy Jr., yeah. Sean Bridgers came on there, and uh, yeah. BJ, were, I think. A few bunch we're of people. long – we're long far away from the Tiger King craze, but we were right deep in the middle of it. So we had an entire separate podcast called Tiger by the Tail that we recapped every episode. We were so fucking into it, like everyone was. And then for everyone to be so into it, and then season two came out and like everyone collective was just like, now nah, we're good. We're, we're fucking good. Yeah. It, um, I don't know, dude. It was just like a... That is one of the most lightning in a bottle things yep. that has ever, or I think will ever will. happen in yep. all of pop perfect. culture. Because like, it was right at the beginning of lockdown. COVID is when it came out, and that so like, so everything was weird, and everybody was stuck at home. It was a captive audience, and it was just like such a release from everything that was happening. Watching and it somebody was just so wild. Do what? Watching somebody else fuck up their shit really meant a lot to us then. And then, but yeah, and it's like we just all got it out of our system or something. It's like, uh, it's like, dude, as soon as I heard about, or, you know, did you even notice or remember Peacock or one of them channels, they did a TV show about it. Yeah. But but because of the way TV shows work, it didn't come out for like two years after Tiger King came out. And it had like, I think Kristen Wiig was Carol Baskin yeah. and it was like star studded, but it had no chance dude. Cause no. by the time it came out, people were like, people were like, Oh, we're way past that. Nobody wants but to fuck with that. I you don't know? think it would have had a chance anyways. Cause like, how are you going to script like that shit? Like that was, that was it. That was fucking better than there's no way. Like you're going to have to just rehash it, but it's not going to seem as organic, you know? 
Right. So anyway, so this dude, Mike Busey, I guess he was on Tiger King season two, but like the rest of the world, I didn't, I never watched Tiger King season two. So I don't, you know, I don't remember. He probably, I, based off what I'm reading about him and stuff, I guess he like, maybe he ordered some tigers for a party. So like yeah. this dude's a massive show. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank can you. Can you see him? <laughs> yeah. That's him right there. Standing he in the middle. Like one of the road warriors. Yeah. And he like, you know, he looked the way he lives, which I Is appreciate. Is that a or a panda behind him? It's a panda, and here's okay. a butt right here. See, this yeah, is in yeah. his pool at the Sausage Castle, but he has these big debaucherous parties, and he has he took a show on the road, like a like a. See, look at him, pretty the American. Party. Got his pug there. Yeah, I took a show on the road, did it in nightclubs, stuff like that. Can you see this painting in the back <laughs> on his garage? Yeah. It's like a dolphin. Mixed with, with a unicorn dick. with a big raging boner about to go into a cartoon butt. I know that me and this guy believe very different things, but just at face value, I fucking love him. Yeah. Why do you think you believe in different things to this guy? You and this guy might hit for each other. You don't know. Maybe. It's just that a lot of, see, he has a lot of my traits, but I know to keep some of them to myself. You know what I yeah. mean? I know that there's some things that you just you just want to do and then there's some things that you do do you know what i mean he used to he'd do things like he'd offer free sex acts to our troops right like if you were a veteran and you're in florida or whatever you could come get you you know when he sucked at the sausage castle for free i guess which i mean you know Not a lot of people say they support him right hey. i mean this guy He's putting his money where his mouth is, or he's putting Again, you, something where somebody's mouth is. But yeah, so far you've said nothing that makes me go fuck this guy. Not he's, one thing have you said. He describes himself as having one foot in Hollywood and the other foot in the dumpster. He says uh, there, there's a reason behind everything I do. I just want to entertain people that hate their shitty nine to five job or have nothing to look forward to when coming home to their bitching wife. So, uh, <laughs> you know. hunt it. Here, I'm kidding. I love my wife. What do you think when you hear his name, Mike Busey? I, Gary's nephew. It is literally Gary what? Busey's nephew. God. Literally. Yes. Well, that makes so much sense. Doesn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought the same it, thing. It, exactly I was crazy like, it, we've never heard about him. I, it's like, it's so, like, I had the thought, I was like, you know, I was like, there's no way this guy's actually related to Gary Busey. That would be just mm -hmm. too, like, perfect or whatever, because he's such a fucking lunatic or whatnot. But no, he's Gary Busey's nephew. Uh, and, and when you look up, I always find that when I find out about somebody like this, I'm always like, how did, did this person? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what you want to know. Like, how did he buy? Gary, Gary Busey ain't like generational wealth. No. <laughs> fucking guy. No. Uh-uh. You probably, you know, blown it all on kazoos and dinosaur bones or something. Fuck, ain't no telling <laughs> that motherfucker. But, uh, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, how he got his money. You're like, right, because he has these parties in a castle, a castle in Florida that he's painted dicks and unicorns all over and shit, right? A castle, a mansion, I mean, that he, a mansion he calls a castle. But yeah. like, where the fuck you get a mansion from, right? Well, I still don't know. Well, I mean, okay, so here's the best story I could find in our, uh, our truck driver buddy. He, I don't know how well he knows, uh, Mr. Busey, but he may know the story, and if he does, he can email us. Did he us say he'd been us. to the sausage place? Yes, he'd been to the sausage castle, which, by the way, is no more. 
for the record. Oh. It uh, it sadly burned down in 2017. Ground sausage. Yeah, and he said, uh, and old Busey, when it burned down, he said something. He posted something. It's like, no matter how hard they try, they can never stop my spirit or something, which seems like implied that, like, he thinks someone burnt it down, right? Uh-huh. Which That's the Busey in him. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. It's like, you know, now I'm sure it was like well, somebody accidentally kicked know. a fire breather in the nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. By was like, fucking... was smoking in the cherry bomb room again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure it was some shit like that. But it's like, what a, it, it could not, that place could not be anywhere else but fucking Florida. Florida you know, yeah. it's just so perfect for Florida. Also, I want to show you this picture because, like, you can tell, like, I was kind of. How about that? Huh? What'd you call it? I called it the Marlboro Lago. There you go. I like it. Can you see this picture? Yeah, he looks like Pat. He McAfee looks like he there. looks like a Busey, don't he? He looks like yeah, Jake Busey. Like, he looks like Jake, but also kind of Pat McAfee-ish, you know. Uh, yeah, but I can see that. Did Did you know that? Did he ever try the acting thing and then was just like, "No, nah, man, I'm gonna just paint unicorn dicks and just explode stuff and get troops' dicks up." <laughs> I don't know if that, he ever did any actual acting or not, but the best story I can find for like how this guy got going or whatever is just that, like I said, him and a group of friends from college didn't want to stop partying which yeah. you know i get that and like it's like seven of them and they went in on a i don't know if they rented the mansion at first or what but him and a bunch of other dudes went in on this like mansion just to host parties at and they would host parties that they charge people to get into right it's pretty brilliant and then he just kept doing that yeah. right and then it became that became his whole thing he owns this ca- this sausage castle he throws parties at it paid for people itself have to, people have to pay to go and that and he puts that back into the parties but he also pockets some of it and that's his job and that's how he like makes his money or and, whatever and you know there you have it and it's one of those things where it's like it's kind of wild that more people don't attempt something like that like well Wade what a did. hidden thing that is to do if you're a dude in his 20s when you get into like your late 30s and 40s that shit becomes pretty sad in my opinion but like oh it does it does but now it's but your, you at least a lot working. of money just throwing like titty and butt parties for like yeah. 10 years or something i mean when you get older get out, just, that's uh that's what's up yeah or have a younger protege like you still yeah. own the place but he right. he's the man wilder or whatever and also like uh there's a lot of, you know you know when it's like that and you're not in an actual club it falls under like private party rules uh and you can get away with a, a certain amount of things you know what i mean yeah, like but, how, but how do you i mean it's florida it's the fucking you know the florida. wild west of the southeast but how do you get like because clubs and stuff they have laws you have to abide by you're clearly just skirting those laws if you're basically turning your house into a nightclub every weekend or whatever. You, like, you skirt it. You skirt it by. There's several ways. I remember the now. I'm talking about what Wade fucking Cardwell. Don't mind saying his name on here. He would love it. I'm talking about his whole mission. Uh, this did last one time. Now it was a fucking huge success. I think that he just. It was just one of those one and done things. He was like wanted to put on a show, but he was like, dude, fuck renting a bar. You know, I've got a buddy that's got a barn, you know, and so we'll just do it there. And basically what it is, is you pay a larger cover charge, but they, so they're not selling you drinks. Your drinks are free. You know right. what I mean? Like you have to have a license to sell drinks. You do not have to have a license to give away drinks because like you see barbers do that all the time. Like, do you want a beer? It comes with your haircut, right? You're not buying it from them. So you don't have to have a license to give it to them. Now people still have to be 
of, of age. Otherwise, they can come in and be like, yo, you're contributing to minors. But like, that's how you do it is like you charge them this insane amount or whatever. But it's like, but while you're here, fucking all the alcohols on the house, party up, do this. So that's like that's one way. Now, again, like if the government wants to figure out you're doing some wrong shit, they're going to be like, we think there's underage drinking going on. You know, there's cocaine in the house. But legally speaking, I'm pretty sure that it's not illegal for an establishment to give away alcohol right well either way he figured it out I, I don't know what he's up to now ever since the sausage castle burned down i don't know if he's trying to rebuild it i don't know what he's doing but uh yeah i thought he was wild um shoo wait y'all it's about that time college football fans are you ready for week one i know i am go balls baby DraftKings sportsbook is go hooking dog. you up now that's fair enough DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. We all know that. Uh, Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple years. It happened in Knoxville just last season, baby. Change comes at you fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code POA. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code POA. The crown is yours. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, DKNG dot co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply Ooh we y'all fresh ball fall is upon us i mean you know someone needs to tell my balls but still and you need to be in the festive spirit light a candle get some pumpkin spice and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsors of today's show manscape nature may clear the leaves of their trees but you'll need manscapes help to get you ready for sweater weather get your pants puppies prepared for cuffing season oh my miss cuffing season with a trim no i don't with a trim as refreshing as the fall breeze by going to manscape.com and using code poa for 20% off plus free shipping. It is still very hot where I am, so I'm still very much enjoying uh, Manscaped's ball deodorants, the ball toners. If y'all can, uh, if you see me on the show later, you'll know that I've got a nice trim, and that was from my hedge trimmer that I love so, so very much. I could not uh, recommend Manscaped products more. Trey, tell them more about it. Well, it's time for nice flannels and cozy socks, or it will be soon enough. But we can't forget to trim our balls. By now, you've heard of them, but it's time to join the 9 million men worldwide using Manscaped and get the kit that covers it all. The Performance Package 4.0. It starts with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with advanced skin-safe technology that reduces nicks and cuts on your dicks and butts to make raking the leaves a lot less painful. Plus, the Lawnmower is a technical masterpiece. It has a 7,000 RPM motor. A multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and a built-in 4,000K LED spotlight to help you see parts of your body you haven't looked at in years. Mm. Once you've cleared the driveway, the performance package comes in hot with products to cool you down. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, one to prevent stink and one to clear it up. 
with a soothing aloe vera formula. Move over pumpkin spice. Fresh balls are the smell of the season. The Performance Package 4.0 caps it off with two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. That's one to hold your Manscaped goodies and one to hold your man goodies. So here's what y'all can do. Bring in the fall right and get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code POA as the leaves fall. Make sure you have it all with Manscaped. That's Cute. right. The ball deodorant, you can get rid of the stink and help the wink. You know what I'm saying? Skew. What, uh, we got about, I got about 40 minutes left before I got to be in the mm-hmm. house to pick up my kids. What do you want to do? You want to talk about well, I've that? I've got a couple of things. Okay. Well, get I it. got a couple of things. And if we have to do uh, torture devices part two, we will. Uh, but I do, I have updated my fantasy kingdom. And I wanted to hear, for those of you who maybe haven't listened to all the episodes, a couple episodes back, we were drafting a fantasy kingdom. Basically, if you had to set up a realm, who would you have as your king? Who would you have as your hand? Who would you have as your master of coin? Yada, yada, yada. Now, I'm pretty sure, by the way, when we said Arnold Schwarzenegger for king, I'm not sure that that can ever be beaten, right? But I did want to... I did want to propose a couple other ones that I think would work because the last time we did this, I think me and you both were in the framework of we're setting up a benevolent empire, right? We're setting up someplace that would be good for peacetime, not necessarily war, colonizing, and acquisition. So I've kind of got a couple examples that could go either way, all right? So I'm proposing, and we brought her up for a couple things, but I was just thinking, of someone who, as a queen, is the least divisive person that I know, is loved by literally every single community, ostensibly with her wealth has done very, very good things. And in that regard for a modern kingdom, when we're not all about conquest and colonization, I don't, I think you could do a lot worse than Dolly Parton. Sure. You know? Yeah, she's already the de facto queen of Tennessee, has been for a long time, so... uh... On the other yeah, hand, no arguments over here. Right. But Dolly's not going to, I mean, you know, she's already colonized all of Tennessee. I don't know if she's going to do any more. But when what, it comes to this conquest stuff, are you talking, are we still talking about like these are like people that are famous for other things? These are like, yeah. Cele- okay. Yep. Okay. I'm interested to is, see where this is going. Like, what, what, and that is, you got OJ is, on here or somewhere or something like that? No, no, no. No, no, no. And that is why I pitched to you as king. Again, love him or hate him, if you really think about it, Vince McMahon. Okay. Dude. Dude, yeah. again. I mean, hey. you know a lot more about I know that he's he's just a straight-up monster, right? A lot of shit's come out about him yeah. in recent years, right? Of course. So we're kings. No, I know. I'm not arguing with it. I'm saying no. I don't know the details of what all he has done or whatever. He certainly had a flair for the theatrical and was a mogul and everything, and bent people to his will also the people he bent to his will were like big they looked like extras from conan the barb conan the barbarian you know what mm-hmm. i mean like they look like old warriors like from uh from a fantasy realm or something he has a legion of those guys which yep. is interesting well here's uh, the deal about Vince McMahon, yes, I, dude, he's a monster. There's no way, dude. There is no way to shake it. Like, by the way, I'm still, I'm, I'm glad that Vince McMahon Van did a lot of things because it hit for me entertainment wise. And I can't deny, you know, someone can be 
someone can be a bad person and you still go, but he's a hell of a businessman. Oftentimes those two things buck right up against each other. But what Vince McMahon did and how he became the monster that he is or how he built his empire was very much like how a king would set up a kingdom, right? Because he literally colonized the territories in wrestling. Like there were all these, like there was a Florida ter territory that you got your Mid-South. You got his dad had like the New York market. That was just, WWF was just a territory. That's all it was. Philadelphia territory, Midwest, you got California, all these things. And Vince McMahon's dad, uh, who didn't want to leave him the business. And matter of fact, he didn't leave him the business. He made Vince buy him out. He's like, I'm not giving it to you. You're going to have to pay for it. So Vince did. And he said, I'm only going to sell this to you, though, if you don't fuck up the system, how it is. All the territories have their people. They have, There's the National Wrestling Alliance, which is the NWA, right? We keep it like this. And what happened was the NWA had an alliance. So these guys would work for the NWA, which means you would go work in two months in Florida in that territory. You'd be the big baby face or the big heel. And then on your way out to another territory, you would put somebody else over and drop your belt. Then you go to another territory like it never happened because the, to those people, it would have never happened. There was no national television. It was all regional television. So you could yeah. start over. And that's how these guys started, you know, that they would just make their run. Like fucking, you know, Hogan would, or, or uh, uh, Terry Funk and these guys, they would go do the same shit in the Mid-South that they were doing in Texas. But the people in competing territories had no idea because their fucking television didn't go out, go out that far. Well, Vince McMahon was like, no, I think all y'all should be me. You should be us. That's right? like a... That's like a vaudeville act or something. Yeah. Like that's how yes, like vaudeville used to work. Like people yeah. would go and it's around. Comedians. We do the same show in different regions. That's true. And we don't yeah. film it and a, put it out until later. A, until they get filmed and put out. Yeah. And then you have yeah. to start doing other stuff. But like, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how you're going to find a better, a better example than that. I mean, he literally played risk with the world of uh, professional re professional yeah. wrestling or whatever and, and you know united it he's like the alfred the great of fucking he did the pro yeah. wrestling world uh he did what no one ever thought could be done and not only did he do it all the people that he conquered don't get me wrong they hated they hated it but like all of them will speak like, I don't know how he did it. He's a fucking genius. And then they all started working for him. Like he, he's like, you, by the way, you can have a job. Like he, it's like he dominated your country and then was like, Hey, you can be an ambassador for what used to be your country. You know what I'm saying? In my fucking court. Right. So I think Vince McMahon, if we're talking about building a realm instead of being in a time of peace, he'd be a pretty good one. Hand. Right. I've been thinking about this and I don't have a benevolent versus uh, uh, conquering, but I think that this dude, he's someone who just when you think he's one way, he's the other. And he always he always keeps it 100. And that's Joe fucking Rogan. Bill. No, Bill Burr. So close. <laughs> close. No, dude, no, 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 not Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan can too easily be influenced by the last oh. person who was in the room. That's and all. Bill Burr. That's all Joe Rogan is like whoever, yeah. if whatever emissary came in to like curry the King's favor, whatever they said, uh, Rogan would be like, my Lord, we need to do, we need to go with that guy whatever, you know? And yep. then that guy's direct opponent comes in right after that and argues the opposite. And he's like, I don't know. This guy's making a lot of points. Uh, and that's yeah, that actually, is, it is kind of what he does. You're right. Bill Burr is a good choice though. He would do Bill Burr would 
fucking wash his mouth out with a revolver before he would take that fucking job. But like he would, uh, but he would hit at it though. (laughs) Which that's the whole thing with jobs like that is like, yeah, that's what you want. You want somebody that don't want it. You know what I mean? But is suited for it. John Stewart Um, would be great. Yeah. But but that's why, because he'll never be a politician. But dude, what you just said about Joe Rogan was my leading example of why Bill Burr would be a good hand because Joe Rogan is inarguably like the i'm not when i say this i don't mean the best comedian i don't mean he's the funniest i he's mean like he's the biggest he's the king of comedy 100 he's not the just king. comedy he, dude like maybe all he's media like yes. he's like he's yeah howard stern right now he's, he's howard absolutely. stern right now. he's the king of all so, media 100 percent. stern mixed with a little bit of johnny carson and again i don't mean style or temperament i just mean the ability to make someone's career by having them on your show no yeah. one has that like joe rogan does and my point is is that because of that i feel like a lot of people sort of suck his dick when he's on some bullshit but bill burr literally will just be roasting him he'll go in there for an episode and he'll be talking about all this stuff and bill burrow just be like you don't even fucking know that's true you saw yeah. a fucking video who gives a shit who the fuck are you who's that guy like he does that constantly and it's like yes that is exactly what the king needs is someone that goes okay but why you know what i'm saying so i think bill burr would be a really good hand now we got a little bit of flack uh, the last time we did this for it being all male heavy, which I argued, I was like, sure. I literally pitched Dolly Parton as several things, but yeah. like, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, a queen. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Right. All the other things. Well, it's no, like, no, no. I, dude, come I would, on. I pitched, I pitched Dolly after of coin last time. This is a, this is a fucking like, yeah, this is the framework of this is like the, medieval Medieval, kingdoms or whatever also game of thrones all that type of shit which is also based off those types of things and all of those things real life and fantasy alike it's all men you know what i mean like because that's just how it used to work so when you think about this type of shit you think about it and and, you know sure that's an excuse we are also just two dudes so you know that's also part of it but i think it's a valid thing Here's the thing with women in society, uh, and I promise this is pro-women, but like you go, oh, why is there not a lot of women CEOs because they don't pick? And then the dudes will say like, well, there's not really a lot of women that have the experience to be a CEO. And it's like, yeah, but that's because women have never been given a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like women have never been given a chance to do that. So like when you're building a kingdom, like the list of insanely, insanely king court worthy women is the list of that is less than men because men have been allowed to be great for longer. That's the only fucking reason, but it is true. Like I said, I pitched Dolly for master of coin and now I've just made her coin. So I don't want to hear shit. Um, but, and, but on that master of coin last time we went with Warren Buffett, but I've thought about it a lot recently. And I actually think the answer was right under our nose the entire time. We've actually talked about this fucking person, Hetty Green. As fucking crazy as she was, dude, that woman, you remember Hedy Green from uh, the, the episode yeah. of Witcher Country? Yes, I forgot that this was a dead or alive thing. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, dead or alive. Yeah, okay. dead or alive. All right. Yeah. Well, dude, Vince McMahon's fucking 90-something now. Like, you know, I'm talking about prime. Because remember when we did Arnold, it was like Arnold in the 80s. Yeah, okay. You know, Hedy Green, I, I think she would be a really good one because, I mean, she came from nothing. Uh, 
if you if it's dead or alive, and again, this is where I get into like I don't know if this is like fair or not because he kind of just was that person already. But the first person I thought of, you're talking dead or alive, and you're talking like the conquest, the amoral conquest version. Yeah, uh, I think Marcus Crassus is probably is pretty hard to beat uh, over yeah. the course of all of history. He's true. Oftentimes thought to maybe be the richest man who ever lived, and he really did it through some, uh, you know, uh, some brilliant but nefarious uh, mechanism. But he was royalty, right? Like, he was... No, not really. I mean, he was like... They had, you know... There was like 90% of people were like peasants or slaves, and then 10% were like people who could actually... Were allowed to hit. He was in the group that was allowed to hit, but he wasn't like... He wasn't like born, he wasn't the son of Caesar or nothing like right. that. He was just some dude, but then he, some dude who was in the hitting class. Right. And then he made more money than God and became super duper powerful or whatever. And, but then ended up like he was part of like the, the triumvirate and all this shit. Like yeah. he had, well, he wielded a lot of power. He kind of, he kind of did, he kind of did the yeah. thing in real life, yeah. is what I'm saying. So, yeah. Well, he I mean, can't you really know, do that. But, but like people, Green. people in the business world, I mean, they kind of also do. Dude, yeah, she was the master of coin for whatever firm it was right. she held. You right. know? Yeah, exactly. Like that's what uh, Axelrod in Billions, he's the master of coin for, for all that shit. Uh, okay, so I don't think I have to make my case for her. We've already done it. Now we're going to something that we actually have not even picked one pick for, and that is the King's Guard, right? I'm going to allow you to think about who you would pick for the head of the King's Guard. Head of the King's Guard, not like all of them. Head of the King's Guard, but I'm going to offer Sergeant Alvin C. York. That's a great one, but I was going to suggest either Legarrett Blunt or Ed Reed. I was also thinking Chuck Liddell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think Legarrett Blunt and Ed Reed would be two of whom would not to fuck, but you're right. A UFC guy would be more. Well, is it though? Because like, what I mean, in reality, okay, the the version of this kingdom exists in the present day, right? Sure. Well, so the so the king's guard, the head of the king's guard, would be somebody who's armed, like you know, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like, oh, right. It'd be nice for them to know hand to hand combat or whatever, but they just have a gun, and yeah, also so whoever's like get? coming at the king would probably just have a gun. Yeah. So like, they need to be like a some sort of military strategist and okay and, take this how you will but i bet Legarrette blunt and ed reed can shoot somebody i'm sure you know what i'm, I'm sure. just saying they could be trained is all i'm saying and if guns are dropped you know what i'm saying like that's that's like you're not getting through in, ed reed and Legarrette blunt is getting through everybody if you're, yes if you're talking about just like a just a personal bodyguard like yeah who like walks with them every day and keeps Mark people Henry out of the physical time. space like then yeah, those guys or UFC fighter, whatever, sure. But if you're talking about again, right, Butterbean, that would hit. But like, if it was a modern day kingdom and a modern day king, the person charged with protecting their life, that it would it go so far beyond just that. It's basically it's the head of the secret service, is what it is. And like, and so aside from that, American, it had to be a military guy, like a military genius. I feel like, yeah, you know. Just wild yeah. of Sergeant How York, that and the fact I'm from Tennessee, but but uh, you know, at the same time, me and Alvin York would not hit for each other. He was super super into the Lord. Uh, well, that don't matter. Like you're yeah. building a kingdom here. You nobody gives a shit what we all believe. Like you know what I mean. Like it's 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 who's right. the fucking best. We don't give a shit. Like 
like when or you probably, get in you know that, that what's it uh oh boy uh mad mad dog mattis like it's somebody yeah, like that yeah, yeah is who it would yeah. like really be yeah see that's a great example because that dude is super different in me and several beliefs or whatever but when it came to that job i'd be like well yeah those people are like that so I mean, Whatever. everybody pretty much agreed that that guy was legit as far yeah, as right. you know, that like, job like goes. Master, we went through the same dilemma with Master of Coin where it's like, look, it's going to be an asshole because all those dudes are fucking assholes. Um, yeah. Okay. We also, Speaking I of think, assholes, what are you shoving up in them uh, for torture purposes? Is that not what you were doing? I was trying to segue for you. No, yeah. it, it, okay. it wasn't. I was going to keep going on the fantasy draft, but uh, it's funny because the first – well, not the first couple of things, but there's a bunch of shoving up things. Can I do? No, I know. I, I'm aware of that. That's why. That's where yeah. I, I, I was um, trying to. I thought that's where you were going, but I, I'll uh, do it. I'll do it. Let me it speed up. read. Let me speed read the last. Master of Whispers, uh, the WikiLeaks guy, Julian Assange. Don't care for him, but fucking, you know, this dude controls a lot of information. Yeah. Or, that or Perez Hilton. That's what I said last time. Yeah. Same, or, same difference. Or. Frank Abagnale Jr., the catch me if you can guy, fucking yeah, great. Yeah, but the thing set. with that guy was he was totally full of shit, right? Which, for right, the record, hit for me. Everybody, that it was real, so it's just as good. I agree. It hits when it came out that he made all that up. That super hit for me because it adds another layer to the whole thing with that whole story. But that don't mean that he'd be at all uh, gifted at like maintaining a spy network or anything that's or like that's obtaining true. information he's just like he is a good liar that yeah know. it was more of a joke than anything i really wanted to go with julian assange uh, i think that'd be a good one again that dude gives me the fucking creeps but wikileaks is a wild ass thing that like yes. really helped control the narrative of media for like 15 fucking years yeah you know yeah he's, uh jester yeah. Jester, you can argue with me on this one, but I think when it comes down to what an actual jester is, what they need to do for the king, being that they are actually historically, and I want to do an entire episode on jesters, they were the only ones that were not only allowed, but encouraged to sort of roast yes. the king it, it, for the king. Every comedian's uh, favorite historical fact, that right yeah, there. Everyone, the jester was uh, the but, only one who was allowed to criticize the king. We love repeating that, that. I know, but like it does hit. It uh, does hit. I, I yeah. love it. It's different now, for sure, so people should quit acting like we're still that important. Um, but anyways, he actually sort of played this in History of the World Part 1, but it's Mel Brooks. It, there's, no, there's no other guy. Because the jester needs to not just be a slapstick funny guy, which he is, he's a song and dance man, but also a master satirist. Can you give me anyone better than Mel Brooks? Maybe Robin no, Williams? No, I can. I just didn't realize that that's what jesters... I didn't realize that was part of what actual jesters back in the day did. I thought they mostly farted on geese and stuff. Like well, I was thinking, do all that, though. Like, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking, you know, dead or alive. First guy that popped in my head is Chris Farley. I think Chris okay, Farley Chris Farley is, would be great, too. But, but Chris Farley was... He was smart, too. Like, he didn't just fart and fall down. Matter of fact, like, the character in Tropic Thunder that Jack Black played was based on Chris Farley... And one of his lines was, they only love me for my farts, because yes. that was like that was like a, a worry of Chris Farley's that he's like, people don't understand the actual work I put into this. I'm not just falling down. So, far, dude, Farley would have been great. It's Farley, Mel Brooks, Robin Williams. Robin been Williams, that's a great Robin one. Williams, he, actually, Robin Williams might be the best one. I'm just a Mel Brooks homer. Um, okay, so those are definitely the top three. Everybody can mail in who the, the votes are. Sorry, it ain't a woman. 
uh, <laughs> bearer. It's not. It's not. I would okay. Let's make it be Roseanne. See if y'all are happier with that shit. So, lastly, cup bearer. I gotta go. My two top options are Burt Kreischer or Party Boy from Jackass. I don't even really know Cup Bear. That's what. That's just the dude who brings the king wine. Makes some hit. Yes, that's in charge it. The yeah, charge. The, he's in charge of the hits, in my opinion. Oh, it's got to be Burt Kreischer then. Burt Kreischer. Be. Right. Either Burt Kreischer or Mike Busey. <laughs> <laughs> king okay. of the Sausage Castle. Just FYI, Airheads. Burt Kreischer are... knows Mike Busey. Because Bert's, Bert's a Florida guy. Bert's a Florida guy. That guy's a Florida. Like they, I would no be hilarious if they had some big feud or something. Like they hate each other for some reason. But I like, can uh, see it. Dude, yeah. Chose do that a lot. Yeah, chose do that a lot when it's like, no, I'm the fucking retard. You know, right? What I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Not, you know what I mean? Like we, sorry, but like H R I C. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so the hidden retard in chief. <laughs> that the, the head retarded charge, but that's, but that's also funny. <laughs> okay. okay, either way, sorry about that, guys. Uh, so, medieval torture. This is definitely going to go into a, a part two for sure. But I started thinking about medieval torture a couple weeks ago. Uh, I randomly stumbled upon an ep- episode of Stuff You Should Know. You know that podcast from? Yeah. And this is, the episode was from 2013, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I forgot people were making podcasts in 2013." That sounds insane to say, doesn't it? Dude, I think uh, like Rogan and Marin and the ones oh, that I got know. in real early. I think it was like I think they started in like oh nine twenty ten. Them and these like people, they were like ten. They were like ten yeah. fucking podcasts. Right. Um, but then, like I said, uh, so by the way, a couple, a lot of this information will come from uh, that particular episode of. Uh, stuff you should know but when you brought up faces of death on the well-read podcast i was like okay i the the this episode has stumbled you've said this i'm fucking going in so i know we've talked about the middle ages throughout our our show we've never done like a specific episode the middle ages because that would be insane um but i did want to mention before we get into the torture thing that the average life expectancy in medieval times was what do you think it was 32 40 it was yeah. 40, which makes you go, no shit, 12-year-olds were getting married. You know what I mean? But like, you, you the thing to. I've always heard about that. Uh, it's childbirth. Yes. But say, the thing that I've always heard about that is that that's, it's how, it's how statistics can be misleading because right. really the reason it's so low is because the vast, because so many babies and small children died, which is, you know. Yes. And so heart, many young women died in childbirth. Heartbreaking. But like yeah. I've read before, it's like if you lived into adulthood, like if you if you survived childhood back then, yeah, or like, childbirth, you had a pretty good chance of living to be like, you know, sixty, seventy something. Like obviously, still, if you got any kind of cancer or something, you were fucked. You know what I mean? Right. They'd be like, you know, these leeches ain't doing shit, and then you die, <laughs> right? And we all know that that is still true, but still, it's not as bad as the statistic makes it sound. Oh, the average lifespan was 40. Like it was because a whole bunch of really young people died. But if you didn't, you know, you people weren't just getting to 40 and then keeling over is what I mean. Right. Like if you made it past early, if you made it past the early years, you had a good shot at living to be, you know, an actual old person. Like they had old people back then too. For sure. Of course. They were the fucking seeing eye, the all wondering wizard, you know, the oracles. Uh, Yeah. Oracles. Yeah. The blind cataract motherfuckers that knew stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Yes, uh, absolutely. But so I was looking up some torture stuff and I wanted to start with this one because I kind of find it funny that they even call it torture when it's lit. It's called saw torture. And it's just when they saw you in half, which yeah, to me from is from the bottom up or from the bottom down. They, they do either way, down. hamburger, hamburger style or hot dog style. And I actually, which is, of course, <laughs> sawing you, sawing you down the middle or sawing you from the waist. Which one would you prefer? I I know it. I know what mine is. Easy. Ugh. I don't know, dude. It's what I meant. What? If you do it, if you do it long ways, all of your body is getting hurt. If you do it from the waist, at least the pain is isolated to that one area. The thing I saw was it was like this. It's like starting right here and going down, <laughs> except they hung you upside down. Yeah. So they start at your taint. They put the saw oh, on your taint. And go oh, back and forth like this, this straight down. Oh, is, never mind. That's well, the well, version of it that I was well, made aware I, of. I still maintain. <laughs> I certainly don't want that. <laughs> well, so that's the long ways version, but the other one is they'd saw them in half by, down the like by their waist. So even it, still, getting sawed <laughs> through your hit. belly like a magician is. But it's way better than getting your yes, taint sawed. It's definitely better, but it don't hit. But it's part of uh, in, you know. Directly related to one of the funniest movie scenes of all time, by the way, the death of Dewey Cox's brother. Uh, fucking, <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting half that. real bad, Dewey. Fucking, one of the worst half pretty bad. Cut. Yeah, it's the worst, <laughs> worst case of being cut in half we've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> so fucking goddamn funny. That movie, dude. It's that so movie funny. Rules. Dude, like, when, uh, when young Dewey goes full, like, black voice singing the blues going i cut my brother in half yeah, yeah. that's the most that's the i don't understand like dude it's a cult classic at this point but i don't understand yeah. how that movie didn't come out of the gate like anchorman goes, level yes i right, don't understand I because yeah. dude i love anchorman but that movie easily makes me laugh as hard yeah and maybe because like i'm such a country music fan and it's like it was definitely for me and you you know what i mean yeah, uh, but it's just uh, it's dude, funny it's regardless. Fisher, no, no one's been hotter than Jenna Fisher in that movie. She crushes it, it, everything's great. Anyways, okay, so that's Saul torture, and uh, this is definitely going to have to be a two parter because once I get through all of them, I want us to like try to figure out if we had to be tortured, which one we would select and which one we definitely would not select. Ugh, um, okay. This next one is definitely going to be high on my list for wouldn't select, and that is coffin torture. Uh, so it's, 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 it's like, the, it's not as seemingly torturous. It's just that I'm kind of claustrophobic and like, I have a fear of drowning and all this shit, but like, so basically they would just leave your ass in a coffin. They put you in a coffin and leave you in the middle of town square. And how long you were in there was completely uh, dependent on the crime. And I looked up trying to figure out like what crimes constituted what, you know, how long of a time span, but it realistically, you can't go, if it's not the death penalty, it can't go longer than a few days because you, you would starve and you would, you know what I mean? You would thirst to death. And I was like, okay, what is the number one reason someone would get the death penalty where they put them in the coffin in the town square and leave them in there? While, by the way, it's not just that you're in there. The townspeople are encouraged to stand there, yeah. throw tomatoes, roast of you. Of course. But are you, you know, fully in? Are you fully encased yeah. in the coffin so they can't you hit you with the tomatoes and stuff? No, no, no. But it's just the shame, 
You know what I mean? It's they just were big shame. on shame, dude. And also, yeah, and like, the peasants, man, they'd always that was that was their like Game of Thrones. Like Sunday night, yeah. they go down there and fucking hurl tomatoes at the pheasant thief or whatever who was in the stocks. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that was family <laughs> entertainment. Past yeah. such a nightmare. Uh, that one, honestly, frankly, by medieval torture standards, that one is pretty fucking mild in my opinion. They don't do anything no, else to they just leave you in the coffin until you either die or your time is up. I know that that don't hit, but bro, no, no, I know. Compared to the some of the shit they do, uh, what I mean is, what I mean is, as a way of well, like some of them are a little quicker than like I can't imagine just be like the the if if they go you're in here till you die and I and you're in here and you can't fucking move like you can't do any of that you can only scream and eventually you run out of like that would drive me yeah. crazy yeah. and it's gonna last a couple of days whereas like don't get me wrong some of these tortures do last a couple of days but a lot of them like you bleed out pretty quick so it's like yes technically this one hurt more but it didn't last as long you know what i mean have you ever seen the kevin bacon movie from the 90s called murder in the first i have not it's a true story, or, well, you know, purported to be a true story. I've never looked into the actual story, the actual real-life events that inspired it, so I don't know how close to reality is or not, but it was about this guy who was, like, convicted of killing somebody, and he was put in basically a, like, desk drawer, pretty much. Like, you know, like, the, uh, the like, at the Chinese, morgue? Uh, oh, at, okay. At the morgue where they keep the bodies, like, the big drawers? I was gonna drawers. say the Chinese people in that episode of Seinfeld, but yeah. Uh... He, at, at the prison he was in, because he was given, like, solitary confinement, he was just put in, like, basically a little, like, a tomb mm -hmm. in the side of the wall, mm -hmm. like a little cavity Mausoleum. Mm -mm. about the size of a coffin. He was, like, kept in there as his punishment, but they fed him and gave him water and stuff, and they let him out once a week for 30 minutes to walk around the yard. Once a week for 30 minutes. Other than that, he stayed in that in that little box. What would you do during all your the 30 time? minutes? And, dude, he stayed in there. He was in there. The movie is about that case, which, again, it purports to be true. He was in there for like over a year, like years. And then they he let him out. I think he, fi yeah, the movie is about he dude. finally gets out eventually. And then, but he's all fucked up, dude. His brain I was about is broke. To say, like, like, I was about to say, dude, like when you're doing something like that, it better be for someone you're not ever going to let the fuck out because if you think they're going to be ripped, if you think they're going to be the same motherfucker that they went in as, they ain't going to be. And what would you do with your 30 minutes that they gave you each day? Because I know what I would do would be try to ram my head against a concrete block and bleed the fuck out. Yeah, ma'am, for sure. Uh, oh, but I wanted to get before I lose the uh, the track on this uh, uh, coffin thing. I was reading through the crimes and their sentences or whatever. And I was like, well, surely the number one reason someone would be in there for death would be for murder right you'd think that it wasn't it was literally for just blasphemy if you blasphemed they put you in there to death dog imagine how long me and your asses would have lasted in the fucking middle ages if we are who we are you know what i mean like i'm a blaspheming yeah. son of a bitch i love to blaspheme now granted i've always had the liberty to do so right yeah bro now uh blaspheming is what's up and you know what's it's wild about all that? You say how long mean you would last in the Middle Ages? Yeah. Or Saudi Arabia. Uh, because <laughs> right now, yeah. Because they also don't play that. They'll kill you no, with rocks for fucking mm -hmm. blaspheming over there. Today, they'll do that. Yep. So, yes, you know. <laughs> like, yep. not, thank God not I'm American, buddy. Fucking Lee Greenwood nope. starts playing. Um, yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'd, uh, you know, say, uh, this might be a, uh, this might be a, uh, controversial opinion but i'm not a big fan of the saudi government right me neither i don't, I don't uh, think they hit. 
So I looked up murder in the first, and apparently it says it tells the alternate history of a. So I figured I figured it might. I don't know how much of it's true or not. I just want to put that out there. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. We had it in the video store. It's a good movie though. Anyway, so this next one, uh, I'm sure that you wrote about it in your report, but it's did you ever hear the Judas Cradle? Yeah. So the Judas Cradle, the inval- the Italians invented this contraption, and it was used a lot in the Spanish Inquisition, but they didn't see that coming. She uh, way, buddy. Huh? Yeah. The so, Spaniards. They love the Spaniards, this shit. They oh they they fucking it people up. up in the name of the Lord. That oh, was their God, whole thing, man. buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. If we had a fantasy draft that was just about fucking up people in the name of the Lord, I mean you gotta throw a Spine lot of them. First round. Yeah. I, I have to fucking lootly, dude. I mean, take them earlier, you ain't getting them, dog. Um so the Judas chair was a pyramid shaped seat. Mm-hmm. I should have fucking had pictures for this, but I'll describe it. You get it. The, the Judas chair was a pyramid-shaped seat, and prisoners would be lowered onto yeah. it using ropes and levers, and the yeah. point of the seat would be yeah. inserted into the anus, anus. or vagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and they would stretch you out while interrogating you, so they'd be, like, yeah. stretching your butthole, just going, who do you work for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and so sometimes, and here's the bad thing, they would do this until you gave up the information. Well, plenty of people gave up information once their fucking taint was getting stretched out. But what what bad about it was, what bad about it was. What bad about it was, yeah. <laughs> stupid fucking thing to accidentally say. What really bad about it was yeah. uh, is that sometimes even if you gave up the info pretty quickly, it would still tear your butthole in half. And back, sure. then, th- back then, they didn't have neosporin or no. clean galls, so you would no. just die anyways. Um, yes. And, this, and if there was someone who was like, really like i'll never talk you know if they refused they uh, and they'd shimmied them as far as their hole would go they would like add weights to them so it pressed yeah. down even further you know it's pretty and by the way i looked i tried i uh, attempted to find i was like if this was named after the judas that we be knowing um and i couldn't i typed in i was like was Bro, the Jews chair named after judas to, and i was had like to that's had what I'm saying. It they were super to, but, into Bible and the Lord and yeah, stuff. It had yeah, to be the like, same Judas. But, but nowhere I looked did it explicitly say that it was. And again, I typed in the thing, was the Judas chair named after Judas Iscariot? And like nothing, like maybe I'm on the wrong fucking Google. Uh, but yeah. So uh, anyways, another listen, chair. Hold go on. ahead. I think just because, again, my wife's out of town. And I have to okay. leave when I have to leave. If we're going to do because you already said it's going to be a two-parter. If you're going to do oh, any yeah, airmail at all. Like six more. Right. So if you're going to do any airmail at all, I think you should do okay. your two-bay continued right now. Let, or just let, don't do airmail and do a couple no, more. No, no, no. We got to do airmail. I'm glad well, to, I'm glad to do to it to be it continued. That was, a, uh, that was a pretty gruesome one to end on, I think. That's pretty gruesome. So we will get to airmail. Subject line. Hey, y'all. I got a few words for Trey about his accent. For the record, I did not vet any of these because I right. forgot to do it. So I just saw that Lord, subject line and I was like, what this is has this going to be? Gonna be? Yep. I know y'all like a good subject line. <laughs> Hilarious. People are learning your ways, Cho. They're learning your ways. They're adapting I know y'all out like, here. <laughs> I know y'all like a good subject line, so I figured I'd go with a kicker to catch your attention. It wasn't a POA video, but one of Trey's personal videos came up on my Facebook feed. I'm hearing impaired enough to use su- holy shit. This, this is, is about weird. Cat- this is about what yeah. I talked about at the start yes, of the show, it is. isn't it? That, yep. That's weird. Uh, 
I'm hearing impaired enough to use subtitles for most things and found it pretty funny that you just put them put them there by default. I was legitimately distracted by them because coming from the foothills of Appalachia in Kentucky, I heard every goddamn word perfectly. I know both y'all colonels are perfectly fine to not hide the places you're from, and it makes me happy. Colonel B. Jesse Ray. Hell yeah. So there you well, go. Thanks, brother. What? To, just so you know, Colonel Jesse Ray, what a fucking name. What a southern ass That's name great. that is. It's under uh, Anyway, the I don't actually I don't like putting captions on my videos either, but it's just become like the standard. You, I mean, you, you agree, right? Chuck? You have you, to. Like, you have like to. people don't for a long you time. I didn't because twenty thousand videos. You do that. My videos have jokes in them and stuff, and I don't like captions for comedy purposes or whatever. But like, what's you weird to you and to me and to us know. is that people don't. A whole lot of people don't ever use any volume, even on videos like mine. They just don't. They're watching it at work or whatever. So, like, you have to put captions on videos, yeah. even though I don't like them either. But uh, No, I don't like them either. And I, me and you both, like, we were late into the putting captions on our shit game. But, like, I just saw the data. And, by the way, dude, it's true. Like, I saw, I, if you look at my numbers, if I, sometimes I'll accidentally forget to put captions on something and the video will tank. And then I'll re-upload it with captions and it'll fucking fly. You know what I mean? Like, it really, it's a thing. So, last one here. Subject line. Jesus lore, TLDR, too long, didn't read. Jesus as a child was a murderous little shitling. What? I know. Where'd you get this from? You got some like, you got the <laughs> scoop on Jesus, the exclusive she scoop. She does send, there is a video here that I will send you uh, that cites her source, right? And it's on YouTube, so it has to be 100% true. Um, Hi, Corey Trey and BPP. I ran into some wild-ass Jesus lore today that was just too damn good not to pass on. Basically, Jesus was an awful child who routinely would kill his neighbors and his neighbor's kids for pissing him off. Like, instead of a normal five-year-old having a meltdown, Jesus would kill people by looking at them and had to be asked nicely by Mary to please not be murderous. He would also threaten to kill Joseph for trying to discipline him. Major, you're not my real dad energy. Naturally, this meant getting chased out of town on a semi-regular basis. Here's where I found it. There's the link. I will send it to you. Further reading about Jesus getting kicked out of town numerous times for just doing all the old God-child fuckery is at the link below. I'll also send that to you. Just, and then send another email. Just an add-on. The story about Jesus tossing dried fish into a barrel of water and reanimating them as is, zombie style, scaring the hell out of the locals, then deciding the problem was, oh, shoot, should have told the fish to stop looking like dried dead fish. Let me fix that. Is top-tier comedy, considering it's heretical. That's heretical, right? It's when something's yeah. a heretic. Heretical yeah. Bible canon. Well, goddamn, what one to end on there. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, but I can't wait to watch that video. Man, I feel like if it was, through. if you could find actual like legitimate, reputable sources that state that Jesus was like Damien from the Omen movies yeah. when he was five years old and was just like yeah. wantonly murdering other children and dogs and shit, yeah. I think people would know about that. But yeah. you know, 
and I want to believe this as a, well, as a Lord hating son of a bitch. You check out the sources there, Joe, please. Yeah, I will check out the sources. And I want to believe this as a Lord hating son of a bitch, but this would also force me to admit that Jesus was, in fact, real. And I'm not comfortable doing that. Anyways, hey, thank y'all. Stay fancy. And uh, send us all the mail at puttingonairs at gmail.com. Listen to the Well Read podcast. Go to TreyCrowder.com to see Trey on the road. Go to parttimefunnyman.com to see all the bonus stuff that I do. Get our book around here and over yonder. It's available everywhere. You get your books or at TreyCrowder.com. We also narrate the audio version. We can't wait for you to hear it. And as always, stay fancy. Motherfuckers. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on MLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out no house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com.